To kick off each hour of Thy Will Be Done Pledge Drive, we've asked the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese to say a prayer. Hi, my name is Mrs. Bombard, and I am a fifth grade teacher at Queen of Angels Catholic School in Roswell. My class would like to lead you in prayer today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given us the human race, Jesus Christ our Savior, as a model of humility. He fulfilled your will by becoming man and giving his life on the cross. Help us to bear witness to you by following his example of suffering and make us worthy to share in his resurrection. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We love AM 1160 The Quest! And we love Queen of Angels School here at The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, the production and programming manager here at The Quest, and uh, this is the Pledge Drive, as I think you're probably aware by now, hopefully. <laughs> and I, if usually, I mean, a lot of our programming has changed here over these three days of the Pledge Drive, and, but usually at 11 o'clock at this time on Wednesday, you hear from the family room, and so we thought, let's keep that consistent, okay? Let's have the family room in here. So this is the family room hour. Uh, Mari, John, and Craig, welcome. Well, thanks for having us. We're glad to be back. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. We're welcome. Good. Live. Glad you kept us. Yes. yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll just hand it over to you right now. Yeah, sure. We are so glad to be back here. So listeners, thank you for joining us here in the family room, as hopefully you do every single Wednesday. Um, as Dave just said, I'm Mari, and I'm here with John and Craig, my my normal co-hosts. We always have a lot of fun together. And um, we usually start with prayer a bit, but because we had that beautiful prayer from the sweet kids at Queen of Angels. We'll go ahead and let that stand. And it was wonderful as I listened to their prayer, it made me think of our theme for this for this pledge drive thy will be done that that prayer really went along with it It was great Mm -hmm. so we have got a special guest for this hour of the pledge drive and for this hour of the family room and uh, john would you go ahead and introduce our listeners to our guests i would love to introduce our listeners to our guests and and it's perfect (laughs) in my opinion and and that's worth everything you paid for it but um in my opinion when i think about thy will be done the gentleman that we would like to introduce you to um, is, is to me, in, in your life, you meet people who are not celebrities. They're just everyday people. Eh, Jeff, you are kind of a celebrity in your own right, but, but, but seriously, not a celebrity, an average Joe. Like, I feel very comfortable speaking with Jeff any day, any time, and yet... There is an attractiveness about him that comes from the fact that he is a devout Catholic living an authentic, orthodox Catholic life in what I call the honest-to-goodness real world. And that means he doesn't walk on water. He hasn't worn a cassock in weeks. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. It's, uh, Jeff, I, I'm going to be quiet and let you say hello. Yeah. But Jeff Showalter uh, from St. Peter Chanel Parish, all kinds of different connections, Jeff. But thank you, number one, for giving us this hour of your time this yeah. morning and giving our listeners just a slice of what it's like to, you know, to be doing what you're doing the right yeah. way. No, I appreciate it. I'm incredibly humbled to be here today. And, you know, I was thinking about it before I showed up, you know, 
this was great. Like to be called, to be asked to come on and be an ordinary guy, it really takes the pressure off. You know, I mean, it, and I, I think it's a really fitting, uh, a fitting description. You know, I do feel like a, an an average uh, guy out there, and uh, you know, I've I've had a really blessed life so far, and I, I feel very fortunate. I'm not here by, because of what I've done, but because of the people right. around me and 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 God's will. So, no, I'm excited, and you know, maybe I. Uh, I guess I can give a little bit of my background. Yeah, your and, faith walk, a little yeah, bit, kind yeah. of how you got to where you yeah. are, and and so yeah, that'd I'll, be great. I'll be very brief. No, first the earth cool, and then a dinosaur. <laughs> no, you know, again, I, it's pretty ordinary. I my, I have awesome parents that were, um, you know, are devout Catholic, and I was raised in the faith. It was important to our family. Every Sunday at Mass. Very strong Marian, you know, the rosary was part of our, our family. And, you know, I started, I reflected a little bit on maybe some of the things that were unique to our family. And it, it was, we talked a lot about our faith as children. And we, one of the things that really impacted us, we moved a lot. Mm-hmm. So all the way up until high school, I, I changed schools many times. And there's pros and cons to that. I, I don't advise that for every family. But one of the, the positives was it kept our family close together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we, we spent a lot of time together as a family, weren't pulled away as much. And so, you know, as a kid, I had a, a, an ordinary, uh, you know, kind of upbringing, except I changed schools a lot. I did public school, parochial school. Um, but you know, at a young age, I felt uh, I felt a relationship with uh, Christ and 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 God. I didn't. It wasn't just walk, going through the motions. And um, you know, as I entered middle school, I th- I think I, I started even you know like vocationally. You know, mm-hmm. I saw maybe a priest up at the um, pulpit, and it it made me think of the the concept of vocation. It was a concept we talked about at my house with my parents and. Um, and so, you know, as, as I continued on, we, we, we moved to Atlanta in, at the end of my middle school years, I, I did discern a vocation. I, um, I actually, uh, went on a discernment trip, um, actually with the Legion, Legionaries of Christ, they were new to Atlanta and, um, I ultimately determined I did not have a vocation, and I kind of put that. You know, went to college, uh, and God has a plan. We I went to University of Georgia. Kind of, uh, you know, grew up a lot. Did some things that you know, kind of drifted a little bit from. We're not in God's yeah, will, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. If I was listening. Let's just say, but, go yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go dogs. But it, it was a great experience, and God had a plan because I, my wife and I met, right. and uh, she was uh, not Catholic. And as we, we as we approached the end of our um, our college years, we we started to talk about our faith and I my parents had instilled in me is real important to raise your kids uh, in the same faith one and then ideally Catholic um, and so we my wife we, we went through we we did a little bit of um, investigating in the faith I really reawakened some of why I you know I knew I was Catholic mm-hmm. but I why you know the apologetics it, it isn't until you have to explain it to somebody else That's right, right. Yeah. and it was a huge gift I, yeah. I listened to all the the tapes. And so we, she went through RCIA, she became Catholic and, um, that kind of put us on our journey. You know, we, we, uh, we, and ever, ever since then I've been, um, r- tried to be real intentional around continuing to grow spiritually and make it, you know, do things, uh, raise a family, uh, get, give my kids pass the faith on to my children. So that's, that's a little bit of, I mean, no, that's, that's the kind of yeah, yeah. a good story. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, too, because you talk about God's will, right? You know, we all have plans, but we need to be open to God leading us in a very different direction. And given that, right, so take your marriage, you you get into that state. What happens in your relationships with guys and how God's will may have transitioned that for you, you know? Yeah, so 
What what I found the, tr- the the thing one of the challenges I had I've I've we all have different temperaments right but I think generally what I I think most human beings desire community and friendship mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, what I started to observe was we're we're all we we get into raising children in our jobs and it's a lot of surface there's a lot of surface uh, conversation sure. and and you, and you don't have a lot of free time and so where do you spend your time and I, and it started to and then you start to have children and it's like okay am i just going to hang out at the soccer field or or wherever and it all the conversations were like oh how are you doing i'm busy <laughs> oh what do you got going on i'm a you know works but you know it just it never got deeper and so i had a desire and i, I you know i intentionally tried to create some some uh, different environments where i was able to uh build deeper relationships with other other men and a lot of it was through um uh through morning small groups uh, at, at our at our church and you know we had to my wife and I talked about it. we had to really intentionally put ourselves we only had so much time we had to intentionally put our our time in in certain groups of people yeah and and so you know I felt like I felt like that was God's way but was that tough though did you have to walk away some groupings of people that you were like not bad people but yeah. God has a different plan for me yeah. at this point yeah, you know, I mentioned that I moved around a lot as a one of the pros and the cons, right? One of the one of the pros is you you quickly learn how to make new friends, and the the con on that is you don't want to friends are they should still be there even if you start to walk in a different in a different path. It doesn't mean you need to leave people. We're supposed to be a missional church, but I had I had groups of friends that over the years that I what I do is I look at are these bringing my whole family and myself closer to God. Mm. And so you just try to, you only have so much free time. And so you have yeah. to be intentional around where you're spending your time. And yeah, I, who we hung out with on a regular basis mm-hmm. sh- has shifted over the years. But I, um, but I definitely don't, I'm not subscribing to just dropping friendships. Right. It's right. just, no. it's, you, they're, they're, they're in your life for a reason, but you can spend time with other groups, but you have to be really intentional about it. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to just jump in here real quick and mention this is the Thy Thy Will Be Done Pledge Drive. And uh, we've got the family room going on here, the live version of the family room. (laughs) Unplugged. uh, Yes, unplugged, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we want to thank Jeff Showalter for being here as a guest. But uh, this is the kind of local programming that the Quest provides is the family room. It's on every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. It's also available on demand at thequestatlanta.com. But if you like to see this type of programming, uh, whether it's a family room, whether it's Honest to God, whether it's the, the new Legislation Made Simple show that we have, um, and all the, the Archbishop show, I mean, it goes on and on, the, the, the Bible studies mm-hmm. that we've done. Uh, it, it, this is the kind of thing, and we need your support to make these things happen. So if you want to donate, we could use your support at 470-508-1160, or you could log on to thequestatlanta.com. There's a little donate button there. Also on the app that you have on your phone, I'm sure you have it. If you don't, it's real easy to get, but there's a little donate button on the Quest Atlanta app, and that's 470-508-1160. Uh, let me just give a shout-out to a few people here. Um Julietta from Powder Springs, thank you for your support. Helga from LaGrange, uh, that's actually for the last hour with Father Tim. Uh, that's from Emily, Vivian, and Helga. Um, Christine and Ed, 
donated. Thank you very much. Paula from Roswell, in honor of Mari, John, and Craig. So thank you, Paula. Christine, in honor of uh, Father Valerie. Uh, she says, you are the best. And uh, Carol, in honor of Kathy McCormick. Uh, Carol from uh, Marietta. And also Rosemary from Roswell. Thank you very much. And I'm just being handed this new information. Awesome. I love matching money because we have $3,000 on the line up until noon today. Oh, wow. Okay, so whatever whatever you donate, I don't care if it's $5, if it's $1,000, it will be doubled. It'll be matched dollar for dollar, $3,000 up until noon as long as the family room is on. Great. Awesome. So awesome. all of those friends Jump you were just talking phones, about. Guys. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff, all those friends you were talking about, hopefully they're calling I right know, now, I right? Know, <laughs> That's great. So <clears throat> you mentioned right before we, we were talking about the pledge drive, um, that phrase that does this group of people, these friends, this community that we're we're putting ourselves together with our family, do they draw us closer to God? Or do they pull us away from God? And it's fascinating for me because that is actually the um the motto that I had when I was looking at relationships when I was first dating and looking at relationships. And that's what I've taught my kids, but I hadn't really made it. I hadn't really thought about thinking about it with my family. So I love that context of thinking about for my family as a whole, who we do life with. Right. Um, And that's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. So being very intentional, as you said about that, you're very intentional about recognizing that you're trying to step into the motto of this pledge drive, thy will versus my will. When did that shift for you? When did you kind of realize that, oh my gosh, I really need to be right. I'm I'm looking at life as, as far as God's will, thy will versus my will. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely over the years learned how how to shit like a little bit of just life experience, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. I would say more in the beginning of my adult life, there's more like I'm gonna pray for this to happen. Mm-hmm. I want this, yeah, right. And then you start to learn that like, well, if I'm, I probably uh, am praying for the thing that I'm least fearful of and that is the huh. least stretching me, right? And Or the, the thing that, and I started to unpack that a little bit because I've had, I feel like every year I've got a different mini crisis that you've got, you know, like whether it's a your job change or you're trying to figure out how to deal with some situation or kids or whatever it might be. And so what I, you know, I one of the things that I've in, incorporated into my life um, early on when, when we first got married was going on a um, kind of an annual retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, uh, that has been the single most impactful thing for me because what it does is it gives you a, an annual check-in mm-hmm. on where are you kind of walking? I am by far not, I don't have it figured out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you, you, you start Lent and you're like, I'm not going to do this. Then halfway through Lent, I'm doing it. Right. And I mean, whatever I'm glad you made it through halfway. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. 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 Usually it's three days in. I oh, think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. yeah. But, <laughs> but, but on the, on thy will. So what I've learned is that maybe instead of praying for one specific outcome, there's maybe three outcomes. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I figure out which one I'm most fearful of. Huh? And then, um, and, uh, and I, maybe ask for a little bit of why am I fearful of that and maybe detach because ultimately I think what God wants is it's not that he doesn't want you to have the one that you want Mm -hmm. he wants you to be open to what he wants and then he'll give it to you right so it's like detaching from what I'm a little bit and so it's helped me like in 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 some pretty big decisions I've had to make over the past few years where I kind of 
organize my my mind around that and then try to do God's will. That's pretty cool. So two quick questions around that. One is your annual retreat. Is that just you or is that you and your wife going? It's just me. So yeah. it's, um, you know, when I when I got out, of, uh, right when my wife and I were getting married, I was at Holy Spirit um, mm-hmm. Parish, and they had an evening of reflection mm-hmm. um, sponsored by, uh, uh, they, it was a Regnum Christi-sponsored uh, evening of, they had talks, and I, I got plugged into a small group, an encounter team, they call it, and that's been, so that group of guys, we go on an annual um, mm-hmm. silent retreat uh, once a year, and it's, it's I've kept it up most years since uh since i started and it's become for me it doesn't just touch you know my spiritual life it's also a great time to plan family activities and kind of work and a lot of different things so mm-hmm. I, it's i recommend it for anyone to kind yeah. of you know it's hard to hear from god when it's a really noisy that's world, right right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great okay i said too so i should probably mention the second the second thing that you said that hit me was when you're on uh, when you're going on the retreat okay oh wait my black my mind just went blank because i was thinking about the second piece of that was what you had said okay so by himself or with lisa yeah by yourself or with lisa when we record okay. the shows, this is all cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it usually don't gap this badly during when we're, we're doing this. Let me shit. jump in yeah. while yeah, you, you spin go. around. So, yeah. uh, Craig and I talked a long time ago about an idea of we as business people have a. I mean, we're engaged in our business and we do all kinds of things. We were, you know, do a little play on words. We talk instead of we talk a lot of times about bringing your faith to work. And our challenge was bringing your work principles to your faith, right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so when you said, you know, the thing that I'm least fearful of versus the thing I'm most fearful of, I think about a mentor at work, right? You you go find a mentor who's going to look at you and your skill sets and say, you think this, I believe you can do mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit, and they always give you that stretch assignment. So talk about maybe some mentor people in your life. So, or maybe yeah. you just like, boop, God just dropped that no, on no, you. No, but I bet there no. were probably some yeah. people to lead you down that path, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think the mentoring concept has been probably the most important thing in my my life. I mean, I so the, a little story. I, you know, I was real close with my grandfather, my dad's dad, and um, he. He when I he lived in a in a condo um, when I was I was probably 25 years old 24 years old he lived in on my way to work and I would stop in occasionally get coffee with him and he was a big communicator right a big personality and um, I always looked up to him and he was real intentional around his relationships I noticed um, in his community and he was from a small uh, town in Northwest Ohio and uh, he told one little thing he told me that really stuck with me was always you know he's he kind of gave his own reflection like I came from a smaller community and I made a lot of mistakes and man I wish I would have had some mentors in my life that would have mm-hmm. helped me maybe avoid some of those and he just simply said if I were you I would put as many mentors in your life as you possibly can um, and I really took that to heart and I and I really intentionally and I heard that from some other people as well and so I purposefully put some I mean whether it's somebody close to my age somebody much further along in the business world spiritually etc and I and I have I call it triangulating ideas, but I like to really get multiple views on a decision that I've got to make or, yeah, or something smart. I'm dealing with. And it's, it's been real impactful to me. So, um, you know, I would say the mentoring concept has been, and I really feel passionate. That's how you got to 
we got to pass it on the faith on. Mm-hmm. It's how we got to show people how to do business. We, you know, we don't do a great job of it in my own business, right? right? Like, how do you bring, I didn't get to where I'm at by myself. I'd right. got there because somebody took me under their wing and really mentored me. So just one last thing on that. And I feel like you might've got your question. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so mm-hmm. mentor, we get that whole idea from a business perspective, spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that fit into the whole mentor thing? And, and, and it, do you have that in your yeah. life and how important is that? Yeah. So I, I do, I have a spiritual director. I've had one, you know, for, for most, for a number of years and it's the, it's a spiritual mentor and it, you, you gotta be honest with them <laughs> and you gotta actually bring, um, you know, pride seems to kind of hide some of the, uh, some of the things from us sharing. But like, if you really are authentic, you, the cool thing is you start to learn about yourself. And I think like a lot of the journey is self-awareness about who we are. And there's a number of things we could talk about around that, but I, um, I really have, I've looked at a spiritual coach as somebody that really helps you look at it from a spiritual lens. But again, I, I think it's good to get different perspectives, you know, like maybe somebody in the business world, somebody yep. who might push you in a different direction, but yeah, spiritual guidance is, uh, it's, it's basically, it's not confession. It's somebody who's going to help you actually unpack why you're doing the things that you're doing and, and hopefully help you get to know yourself a little better. Mm-hmm. Well, St. Francis de Sales said, you're a fool if you don't have a spiritual guide, if you want to be your own. So yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't want to be our Mari, own. Mari, before you forget. Okay. Before I, <laughs> okay. I've been spinning around here and it finally came back. Right. No, it was when you were talking about, once again, thy will, that, you know, you were praying for what you specifically wanted. Mm-hmm. And then you started praying, realizing, okay, what's the thing that I'm most afraid of? So maybe I can pray for that. And what was going on in my head was, when we handed over to God and you said, well, he wants you to get what you want is that he wants, he wants the best for you. You know, what's, that's, what's so beautiful right. about thy will is he's the one who created us. He's the one who knows what's best for you. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. So he does want what's best for you, even if it's the scariest yeah. thing. Right. So I just, I loved that. It was just completing that train of thought for me. But one thing you were just talking about with mentors, with John's question there, there are going to be some people say, well, how do you do that? Do you just walk up and say, Hey, will you be my mentor? But it sounds like what you do is you think of something specifically that you have a life question about, Mm -hmm. whether it's where to send my kids to school or how to talk to my boss about um, new responsibilities or whatever. So do you go with a specific question to somebody who you think could answer it well, who's done well that that way? Or how do you, how do you find mentors? There's been different ways. I've, I've, early on, I approached a couple people and said, I'd like you to be my mentor okay. and I'm going to drive the process. Right. And, and, um, but generally like if I have a decision to make around something, I think of people who I get along with and who might have some life experience that they could share with me. And then so you, you connect with some people better than others. Mm-hmm. I think there is also a general, some of it is just temperament as well with being coachable and not being coachable. Mm-hmm. And I think people who find they're resistant to getting feedback should unpack it a little bit because you're really missing out because the people who are most coachable by and also are confident they're able to be really grow mm-hmm. but if you are if you every time somebody tries to give you a little bit of advice you kind of close down or you avoid it you're you're isolated and you don't have the ability to really under cuz people see you 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 think you you've got a view of yourself and if you're not oh, it's really good to hear what other people's views might be they might be directing you so i th- i'm a real big I think you got to, 
you know, again, we gotta, we gotta kind of unpack it for, for ourselves. You know, one of the things I was going to mention too, is we talked about, and I know I'll be, you guys cut me off when You're it's good. time. You're good. <laughs> this concept of like, you know, spiritual mentor and work mentor right. and, you know, there's a couple concepts around, well, as I've gotten older, I see more and more, there's more and more pressure and, and you could have, and you're maybe more, you have, you have children or a spouse and life does not get simpler and right. it feels like anxiety and, um, all those things can come into play. And I, what I, I've kind of, I didn't do it on purpose, but it's kind of worked out this way is, you know, I'm in a, I'm in uh, sales and relationship management. And a lot of it, ha- when I first started on in, in that career path, I felt like I had to be a certain person in order to be successful. And what I did is I, because of my faith journey, I was felt like I had to be authentic. I felt a lot of pressure to be, and I just started doing it. And what has happened is by being authentically the same person at work, mm-hmm. at home, mm-hmm. and in, at church or on the ball field, is that I don't have any I don't have anxiety about being duplicitous. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of people walking around who are really trying to be somebody to everybody, mm-hmm. not necessarily deceptive, but you're trying to make people happy. Sure. Mm-hmm. And what I figured out in my job is. If I act a certain way, if I act who I am, you end up attracting people who like who you are. Mm-hmm. So you you end up being around a bunch of people like I, my my the relationships I manage at work they fit really well with who I am. And so I would just encourage people. It takes a little bit of like um, you got to really be kind of comfortable and not you got to let go a little bit. But I think I would encourage people to try to try to just be authentic because it's stressful. Oh gosh. What did I? How am I supposed to be in yeah. this situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it causes churn in, inside, and that wears on you, and it yeah. builds. Yeah. Sure. It gets more and more complex. And so. I think that authenticity is, is something people sense. Right. You that's, know, they yeah. they that's fact. they feel one hundred percent true. That's yeah, correct. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, this is the uh, pledge drive for the Quest Atlanta. And uh, Mar, you were just talking about we're we're talking. This is the family room, by the way. They're they're our. They're always on at this time. So we thought we'd have them in here live. And uh, our guest, Jeff Showalter, and Mari, you were just talking about, uh, you know, his will versus God's will. And I thought, what a great lead in, but you didn't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Thy will be done done is the theme of this pledge drive. And uh, we're going to have all sorts of uh, guests here all day long today. And uh, we're going to hear more from Jeff Showalter in just a little bit here in the family room on the quest. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is, Thy Will Be Done. After hearing these stories of God's will, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to Thy Will Be Done Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. In today's world, cybersecurity is critical for your business. Award-winning Versprite provides solutions to protect your company from hackers. For protection now, see Versprite.com. That's V-E-R-Sprite.com. The Quest thanks Versprite for their support. Hey, it's Christy with Healthy Coverage for Life. We offer low monthly health insurance premiums, no co-pays, and except for hospital stays, there are no deductibles. Time to start saving. Healthy coverage for life.com. 
According to a survey by CNR Research, more than half the people underestimate their monthly subscription bills by nearly $100. From video and music streaming to gaming, they forgot about some of them, but kept making the payments. Is it possible you have some? Maybe you can make the Quest your forgotten subscription. We're totally listener supported. We rely on donations from people like you just to stay on the air. Please prayerfully consider making a monthly donation to support AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. A Lenten Reflection on AM 1160 The Quest. During Lent, let's reflect on the words of Pope John Paul II, who said, Ash Wednesday connects us to our Lord, who went into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the evil one. In these 40 days of our own desert time, we refocus on Christ's redeeming work and the promise of the resurrection. This Lent, refocus on Christ and His sacrifice for our sins. Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father John Conway, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God, we thank you for the blessings of Father Conway who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments and help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every mass that is celebrated. Please strengthen him so that he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we support Father Conway in the Archdiocese of Atlanta by offering him kind words, deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father John Conway. Allow him to remain an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Did you know science has already proven that at fertilization, a sperm and egg unite to form a unique human being with DNA separate from that of the mother? Yet, the argument today is not whether that new life is a human being inside the mother's womb. The argument is one of choice. We are told that a mother's right to choose to kill her unborn daughter trumps the daughter's right to choose to not be killed by her mother. What happened to women's rights? Only some women have rights, not all women. Many young women are never given the right to choose if they want to live or die. It's time to take a stand for life. All human life matters. So let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Will Be Done Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to Thy Will Be Done Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. And we have matching money on the line here this hour up until noon today, three thousand dollars in matching money meaning whatever you donate up to three thousand dollars if you want to donate fifteen hundred dollars that would be great because that would be a three thousand dollar pledge right there uh we would appreciate that and uh i'm dave savage the production and programming manager here at the quest and this is the family room uh hour 
which we always have the family room on at this time every Wednesday. But today, they're live in the studio and with a special guest, uh, Jeff Showalter. So let's bring it back jeff appreciate everything you said you know a couple things come to mind um number one you've said intentionality about four thousand times so i think there's a key there you know but the other thing that strikes me is your comment about actually sitting with god and praying about a decision and peeling it apart not just picking the easy one I mean, you know, folks, this is what we're talking about, growing in spiritual maturity. You know, we've said Jeff's an ordinary guy, mm-hmm. but yet he's taken his faith very seriously. He's been very intentional, which leads him into a personal relationship with Christ. That leads to, what do you want for me? What's best for me? And it may not be oftentimes what we really want, because to your point, you ask the question, why am I afraid of this? Why am I excited about this? And God wants to reveal to our hearts our deepest yearnings, our deepest pains, our deepest sufferings. So I honor you for the fact that you actually sit in that and you look to God for that answer because we can all come up with a decision and say, oh, God's will is this because it lines up religiously, (laughs) but God may be like, that's not at all what I want you to do. So as you said, unpack though, unpack what being intentional really means in your mind and how is it really a part of your life now with your wife, with yeah. your kids, with your faith? Yep. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot there, actually, that we could, <laughs> we could go to. But I mean, that was a classic Craig question. Yeah, no, I mean, it was you good. Could, you you, you framed a lot. I mean, I could, well, I could go in a few different directions. I think we only you, have until noon today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've got five minutes. Um, so first, the intentional part of li- I think it's important, and again, I go back to like not everybody's the same temperament and have backgrounds and everything. But I have a tendency to spend time thinking about what the future looks like, and some people live. My wife and I are, you know, my wife has a tendency to be more in the moment, mm-hmm. and there's pros and cons to both. Actually, we complement each other well for that aspect. I think it is important to think about what you want the future to look like. We're going towards heaven. I, I, in, in between now and heaven, there are some things I would like to try to try to do, which is to pass on the faith, to have an awesome, like deep marriage when I'm down the road, God willing. Um, and so what happened, I think what happens is, you know, I, we talk about spiritual direction or self, you know, you read books and different things about, or get coaching. You know, I had somebody tell me one time that like, you know, 10% of our brain is thought and the other 90% is the, is kind of like subconsciously forming you and taking you where you're going. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about the future, like, Hey, I want this, I want to be a a man of God and I want to, I want to share the faith and bring others to, to Christ. And that's something I pray about then subconsciously little decisions during the day Hmm. are intent. I'm intentionally doing that, even though I'm not consciously your brain will lead you your brain leads you there your body you over you kind of planted that yeah it's implanted in my you know you kind of visual you visualize where you want to you want to be someday and i think that you know i'm not per i don't i don't work it every minute Mm -hmm. but you just you're moving in that direction it it works i think that's what the whole thing around work at work with goal setting Mm -hmm. You, you set a really big goal and you just kind of work it every day and 
it will it typically comes to fruition. You might be a little below, you might be a little above the goal, but I I'm I, I'm real I'm real big on that. So um, you know, what else? What was the first part of what you said? <laughs> you, you said a couple things there. I have no idea what I said. Yeah, I know. The time, so I don't know. Make eight me different, eight you want to know how you thought about an existential point of view <laughs> yeah. versus a purely a priority. Yeah, I, 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 I had a couple things. A lot of it was framed around just really sitting with asking oh, right. God for His yeah. will and drilling down on why does this bother me you're getting yeah, yeah. getting deep spiritually and i did i had a thought on that so i i my tendency is action efficiency mm-hmm. get stuff done and as i'm getting that's not how god works and, and typically i think you know i think there's sometimes just you follow your gut you make a decision but what i'm learning how to do is take a, an issue and you can't do this in every single situation of your day or your life but especially big decisions you sit down and you unpack it and the best place is adoration if you can get to an adoration mm-hmm. hour once exactly. a week or, or yeah. somewhat frequently you take it you unpack it and he doesn't just tell you like this is what you're going to do. Right? He doesn't tell me that. Yeah. I'm usually sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make some notes. I'm feeling this. Why am I feeling this? And then you, over time, and it's teaching me patience, kind of spiritual patience and like, let God just work. Watch the signs. Yeah. There's no, there, typically there's not, sometimes you got to make decisions quickly, but a lot of times big decisions, you got some time and rest in it. I keep telling myself rest in it, you That's know, right. and we'll see where That's it goes. beautiful. Yeah. It is. And you know, as you say that and you talk about the different temperaments, because you also have your spouse, right? right. So you've got Lisa, um, we each have our, our, I've got George and what their temperament says, what's God saying to them. And what you made me think about was I asked George one time, so where are we going to live when we retire? What do you, what do you think? Cause I'm the think yeah, ahead right, planner. Let's, right. let's start making some actions. Let's start doing, I'm, I'm that type of thing. And George is very in the moment and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> I don't know. And I said, you don't know, you haven't thought about this. And he goes, I don't know, because I don't know what God's will is for our life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he just got me with <laughs> yeah, that he one. Did. Right? He got okay, so that. Dave, I will take it. He was talking about thy will. So George was very much focused on God's will, thy will. So listeners, we are here in the Pledge Drive. And so we are going to ask you, because here in the family room, we are all, all volunteers. We come in here because we love you and we love our faith and we love the opportunity to talk about our faith. So we are here every single week. We've been doing this for a number of years now. And um, so we're asking you, would you please financially support us? Because that's the only reason we're going to stay on the air is if you'll financially support us. And so you can donate by calling 470-508-1160. That's 470-508-1160. We've got volunteers waiting to take your call. Um, And you can do it in honor of Jeff here um, or anybody you'd like. And you can also log on and donate via thequestatlanta.com or via our app. And if you don't have our app, if you go to Quest Atlanta on your app store, in your app store, mm-hmm. um, you can get the Quest app and that way. So Quest Atlanta, that app, and you can pledge that way as well. So Dave, what else do you want to share? I, I, well, I just want to give shout outs to a few people here. Uh, Father Valerie, who was on last hour, uh, donated in honor of uh, Yvonne. Uh, thank you very much, Father. We have an anonymous one here who says uh, they are a big fan of Jeff Showalter. We don't know who this person is. Tell your mother thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. And then uh, from Diane, in honor of Jeff Showalter, Diane in Woodstock. That's actually my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw the Showalter last name, and uh, yeah. Uh, And also, uh, Margot George, in honor of Father Valerie, who was on last hour. Uh, So thank you all very much for your support. And I want to mention that each one of those that I mentioned... 
Uh, we still have, as I'm eyeballing this here, we still have some money left on the table for matching money. Awesome. So there's matching funds. Each one of those that I mentioned, they matched it dollar for dollar. It was doubled. Your donation can be too if you do it right now. 470-508-1160, thequestatlanta.com, or get the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. And just let me go one more second on that, because I know people hate pledge drives, but Jeff, you said something just in your life about having some angst and saying, I'm going to pick the thing that's least scary to me and when maybe God is calling me to something. Honestly, folks, as you think about making a pledge or you think about a monthly commitment, I would ask you just trust me on this. Well, don't trust me. Trust God on this, right? He He tells us never to put him to the test. But when he talks about tithing, he says, test me on this. And I, if I don't pour out blessings. So just take mm-hmm. two more seconds and think, could I could I inch this pledge up just a touch more? And I would just ask you to do that. And and, and well, everything is going to work out great. But I think it's an opportunity to hear from a gentleman that, that has learned how to trust and stretch. And, and, and I would just ask you to do the same thing in the spirit of what Jeff is sharing with us this morning. Yeah. Um, so, Marty, what you said um, or what you prompted from Jeff caused me to think about something. And, and it was about you have a family and kids one of the things that, and men like to congregate as men, and we will congregate, right? And, and, and left to our own wilings, we can do good things and different things, sometimes bad things. But we will get together and we'll do stuff. And it's very easy for men to start meeting as men. Well, first we're going to do this. And it could be all good things. It could be encounter. It could be a, a long weekend retreat. All things that we do as men while we have a spouse and children at home who are wondering, where's yeah. my holy man? Yeah. Right. How do you fit all that together? Right. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, it, well, the first is, is to remind yourself that your your wife and then your children are number one right. behind your relationship with right. God. So, you know, I um, I work real hard to make sure that they're number one. Now, I, I will say that sometimes we, um, and John, you and I have talked about this, but I, we, sometimes we, we use that as a, um, a little bit of a, um, a crutch or a reason not to do other things. Right. And I, what I've tried to do is I only, if I'm going to be away from my, my wife, my kids and my job, it's going to, that's where you got to really be selective of where you're spending your time as a man. And so I've, back to the intentional, I've intentionally tried, if I'm going to have a couple weekends a year that I can be away from the family, I got to be really selective on what those are. And one of those is that that retreat I mentioned or with a group of guys that, or, because I also have a work, you know, I might have a work outing that I have to go on, but it might be with a group of guys that are helping me or we're helping each other grow closer, closer to Christ and be better fathers. So I would say that, you know, this whole concept of I'm too busy. Sometimes I even think of it as, well, are you like, what are you doing at your house with your children and your spouse? Mm -hmm. Are you actually engaged? I know that I'm not always, I might be looking at my iPad, looking at the, what's happened in the news. Right. And if we're going to use that as our excuse, as the reason for not doing other things with that are maybe for the church or Mm -hmm. let's really make sure we're being honest with ourselves. And I, so I think, and it's really hard. It's really hard to decide, should I go to that soccer game 
should we be in, should we be, are we spending too much doing soccer games, right? right? right. Or, or mm-hmm. baseball or basketball. And, and those life decisions, I think that's back to that intentionality. It's really with your spouse, figuring out where are we spending our time and are we bringing our family closer to Christ and bringing him closer to others. And so your family and your kids, that's number one. But like, don't fool yourself and only think that, that you're, because if I know that we all say that, but then we also aren't always engaged at home. Correct. And, um, I think for at home, make sure you're engaged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then also look at your schedule. Do you have a little time? I always do morning things. We do these mornings of reflection over at St. Peter morning at St. Peter Chanel mornings have always been a time when I can go to my wife and say, Hey, look, this is some time that I might be able to use. And it's been really easy for me. Mm-hmm. to to give back evenings are much more difficult for me right, right? because sense. there's a lot of family things that, that go on so thank you yeah and yeah. i like the way you include your wife in the decision too yeah. saying if we're doing the if we're looking at life as a family so this is what i want to be able to do to build my relationship with christ here's the timing that would work for me does that work for you as right. well just be right. mindful of that because yeah. she needs time for her building That's of right. her relationship with christ as well yeah yeah, yeah. you want to walk together right yeah right yeah. Why don't you go a little deeper in that whole idea of collaborating with your spouse? Because, you know, yeah. a lot of times as guys, we're like, hey, I'm making this decision. We're moving on. Um, a lot of times we don't make a decision because to your point, we aren't intentional. So how do you and Lisa make yeah. a true collaborative yeah, I got to really, work. I got to be very careful here. And the way I respond. Um, no, I, yeah, 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 I know, I know. Um, so I, my intention is to be very good at what I'm about to tell you, right? So right. I, I'm sure I have not batted uh, perfect with, with her. but We said you were ordinary. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm very ordinary. <laughs> it, so the idea, Lisa and I, um, we, we know we might not have it written and put on the, on the wall, but we know where we want our family to go. We're in the same page, right? So we, we know we want um, our kids to have the faith to be able to, uh, to go and make an impact in the world someday and really find their mission that Christ has given them. Well, when you kind of know that, it kind of brings you, when you make decisions, you can kind of say, hey, aren't, I know we're kind of going in this, but shouldn't we be like, is this an alignment? Mm. And it's an easy recalibration of what we're doing. And neither of us, we might hold on to what we want to do, but we work through it. And look, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of everyone having a third party at times, right? That could be, I mean, call it marriage counseling, call it a friend that you bounce ideas off together. Mm-hmm. But because sometimes when you just talk to one another, you're, you resist just to resist because mm-hmm. we're different people. No, you're making yeah, no, it, 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 it happens. I'm glad you're unique. Yeah, well. yeah. I'm uh, when we start clenching the desk, you know, you know that you're uh, just putting your heels in. But so I, we, we try to we try to uh, communicate and talk through things and we each have different styles of that. But it as much as possible being on the same page and we're not, it's, we're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. We have to work through it. We come to the same conclusion over time mm-hmm. and, um, and, but you know, it's communication. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of couples just kind of over time you shut down yeah. cause it just, it's too hard, right? I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to go to work or I'm going to raise the kids. We're busy. We're, we'll just kind of, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're pretty separated. Married now. singles. Yeah. yeah. Married yeah. singles. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of yeah. Yeah. So. As you were saying that being on the same page, I think w- 
I have this analogy in my head of being on the being on this fast moving train and yeah. people have talked before about everybody's got fear of missing out. We're all like jump on right. the train, jump yeah. on the train and we're all on this fast moving train and it's going crazy and people want to get off but they're like you get off first. Yeah. I don't want to get off, right? right? You get off, you get off. And so the image that came as you were describing that is you and Lisa decided where your train was going. Right. And that therefore if your train is heading off on a spur that doesn't isn't heading to heaven isn't heading to your kids being able to do what's God's will for them in their lives you guys are able to talk about that oh my gosh what we had 12 soccer games this week right. I think that's we're, we're going off on a different right. you yeah. know this train yeah. is headed fast in the wrong direction and you can because you know where you're trying to go together yep. it's easier to guide and steer your train instead of being on this blindingly fast moving yeah. train just because everybody yeah, where else are we is, going yeah, yeah. like what yeah. Well, this is what we do and then just like, right yeah no yeah. I agree yeah. Let me just jump in here real quick because we just got a few minutes left for this matching money uh, up to $3,000. And I'm I'm just kind of adding these numbers up in my head, which is dangerous. But <laughs> uh, it, it looks like we've got at least a few hundred dollars left of the matching money. And that goes up until noon today. So you got like another six, seven minutes here uh, to take advantage of that. Every dollar you donate, every dollar you pledge will be doubled, will be matched in this matching money. So call 470-508-1160, or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com. There's a little donate button up there with the dollar sign. The Quest Atlanta app, if you don't have it on your phone already, uh, make sure you do that. And I also want to mention, too, that for everybody who calls in and donates, and we realize, too, that times are tough for a lot of people, and if, if, if you prayerfully cannot donate, right now that's fine too at least call in and say hi leave your name because we're going to be offering a novena of masses for your family members who have fallen away from the faith mm -hmm. so get whether you can donate or not just get get your name on that list and let's try to bring all the souls to heaven as many as we can which is really what our mission is here at the quest anyway uh so Anyway, we got a few minutes yeah. to wrap up here yeah. at the family room. Oh, and I also want to mention, too, this time tomorrow in this hour at 11 a.m., uh, Father John Ricardo, who you know from Christ is the Answer, you hear yeah. every every yeah. weekday yes. here at 8 a.m. Uh, he's going to be he's live, and, yeah, live awesome. and local here, uh, right here on The Quest. So check Very that out tomorrow. Exciting. Not as popular as Jeff Showalter, but we'll take it. <laughs> right. Well, no, and speaking of Jeff Showalter's popularity, I'm, I'm noticing here uh, Daniel from Roswell uh, in honor of Jeff Showalter. Thank you very much for your donation. Also, Christine, uh, in honor of Father Valerie, who was here uh, last hour. Christine from Sandy Springs. And then Cheryl from Marietta, thank you very much for your generosity. That's great. You know, what, I, what I like about all this, too, we're in, we're in Lent, right? And we do a lot of things in Lent, but we never oftentimes ask ourselves why. And, you know, your whole idea of intentionality, your whole idea of how you're approaching your faith life is why. Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Well, my goal is heaven. My goal is to get right. farther yeah. beyond yeah. than what I can see today. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. You know, I just I don't have a question in there. I'm just <laughs> making a comment. Uh, but the whole idea of why, why am I why am I giving up chocolate? Why am I doing an extra mass? What's the purpose versus just doing it because I'm supposed to. How is it transforming my life to be better than I was yesterday? Your comment is congruent with Jeff's comment about intentionality. Yeah. I was I was moved by your thing in our group me that said, this is, we're doing all these things. I'm anxious to see the spiritual outcome of this. And it was a wake up call for me. I'm like, I'm checking all these boxes about all the great stuff I'm doing for Lent, but am I doing it intentionally? Do I expect to be different and better on Easter morning than I am today? And the truth of the matter was, 
until you made me think about that, I was checking the boxes, really. So that's, that's where you took us, Jeff. I yeah. mean, we, we've only got a few minutes. Any, any like last minute things that you want to quick yeah, share with us? Yeah, I mean, I just, maybe on the Lent thing, you know, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I, you get a little fatigued of like this constant, you know, what am I giving up? And, it, you know, it goes back to the decision making and doing thy will. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, what Christ wants us to do through the, and it's never going to go away. And it's giving, detaching from what we're attached to other than him. Mm-hmm. And so Lent is just a kind of a, maybe a surface level or maybe it could be deeper, but ultimately he just wants you to let go of what you want and and attached to what his will is for you. And so I think we got to, I'm just speaking here because no, I, I don't great. know if it, but I mean like, so I'm giving up X at Lent. It's just a little exercise um, to kind of remind. practice and remind you that we're trying to walk in his path, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really what, you know, I'm trying to do. And I know all of you, yep. you know, this has been yeah. great. So well, you, bring, you also bring the scripture that where multiple times Christ or God has said, it's not your sacrifices right. I desire. It's you doing my will. Yeah. So, yeah. Go learn. Yeah. Go learn. Mm-hmm. The meaning of this, it is mercy, I desire, do not my will. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind great. of been a theme, I think, from what all that you've told us today. One of the things that strikes me is um, doing it in community, you know, recognizing right. that God's put different people in your lives, your life. He's given you your spouse, your kids, a community. But one of the things that struck me, as you said, you've got to make sure you're ready to be obedient, to right. do what they give you as feedback. You've got to prepare your own heart to take whatever advice a, a spiritual director gives you or take whatever um, correction a mentor might give you or take whatever new idea your spouse might give you or take whatever um, feedback your kids might give you. And so I think Lent is also preparing our hearts to be more docile, Yeah. right? Yeah. To yeah. be able to do that. I agree. Yeah. So Humble. That, yeah, yeah. Humble and docile yeah. to be able to do that. So very important. And let me honor Jeff just real quickly. I know we're wrapping up here, but you know, the life you live, mm-hmm. not what you say has been an inspiration to a lot of guys. I mean, the growth of the men's group at Peter Chanel is by God's grace, but through your intentionality and through your efforts. So thank you for that, because you have been an inspiration to a lot of people. Well, thank you, Craig. I I can't hear what you're saying, Jeff. Your actions are drowning out your words. (laughs) It's really good. Your authenticity, right, is so loud. that Yeah, that's very important. Well, I just want to say that uh, if you have enjoyed this hour, even if you haven't, uh, <laughs> no, I, how could you not? Um, but but if you enjoy this hour, it, this happens every Wednesday. The, the the family room, John, Mari, and Craig all come in here, and and uh, once a week we do the family room. And to keep local programming like this on the air, it takes your support. It, it's listener supported. Uh, without the listener's support, it it doesn't exist. So call 470-508-1160. You can log on to thequestatlanta.com or the Quest Atlanta app. Yep. And so we are always thankful to have you with us here in the family room. And as Dave said, you can hear us each Wednesday. We're also podcasted and you can stream any of our programs. So Jeff, you will be in eternity here in the future. Um, And we have all kinds of guests because here in the family room, we try to offer hope, encouragement, truth, and wisdom for families. So listeners, please stay tuned. Be with us again here in the family room next week, but stay tuned now um, here in the quest on the quest, because we do have our pledge drive. Thy will be done. Um, And Jeff, we thank you so very much for being with us here today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Yeah.